I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Richard Leo Hunt is an actor, former business owner, and quality manager with a love for education and mathematics. Richard served over five years as a military policeman where the physical and mental challenges showcased to him that overcoming failure is a key attribute on the journey to success. Richard's dissertation is also entitled, Overcoming Failure, Characteristics of Leaders Who Have Successfully Recovered from a Significant Setback. I challenge you to head over to his website, richardleohunt.com, and check out his writing or connect with him on Twitter at Richard Leo Hunt. Let's get started. What would you say to the younger version of you right as you were signing up to serve in the military? First of all, don't worry about what other people think. Mm. You can be kind, compassionate, and respectful, and someone is still not going to like you for some reason, and it's okay. And when you're really worried about it, when it really bothers you, all it can take is a look and it can be devastating. Others' opinions are just that. They don't really matter. They don't know you. It's okay to have fear. Fear does not mean that you don't do it. It doesn't mean retreat back to what's comfortable. Fear has its place. It can alert us to potential danger or it can just simply be in your head. It can be totally imagined. Mm -hmm. And if you'll do the thing you fear the most, the death of fear is certain. So be self-aware, control that emotion of fear, and take action despite it. And you know what's really cool is the military trains you to have that mindset. Wow. I love everything you touched on. Fear doesn't mean don't do it. Don't try to make everyone happy. Now, I don't think many service members, especially right at the start, would be open to admitting that they were terrified of all that was ahead of them. Do you think the younger version of you would have taken your advice? Why, why not? I think the younger version of me would have shaken his head in agreement but wouldn't have allowed it to internalize, would not have really taken that to heart. And I would absolutely order myself to do it, be it, believe it. You know, there's a quote that I absolutely love from the movie, a movie called The Matrix. And it's when Morpheus tells Neo, he says, sooner or later, you're going to realize, just as I did, that there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. Mm. And I love that. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Now, what did that look like for you just taking that step to join the military? Did you just know that this was your next best step? That's an awesome question. And I can remember very well after high school, I went to college And I went to college because my friends went to college. It was expected, but I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. I had no goal. 
no vision of where I wanted to be. And I struggled, but I knew, thank goodness, I had enough self-awareness that I knew I needed to improve and I needed determination. I needed to learn the characteristic of determination and apply it along Mm -hmm. with perseverance. And I needed to increase my self-confidence. I mean, it really came down to a a lack of self-confidence and a poor self-image. I knew I needed to do something you know, to take action. And I can remember visiting the recruiting office because I was thinking about it. I was like, well, maybe this is what I should do. I'm not sure. And I can remember going one time and looking at some options and talking to a recruiter. And I can remember calling my dad Mm. and my dad has military experience. He served in Vietnam. He was wounded in action. He's a Purple Heart recipient. So he had some good advice. He said, hey, slow down think about it. You don't have to make a decision today. And that helped me, but it was several months before I thought about it seriously again. And I can remember sitting on the couch at my mom and dad's house and thinking, man, you're doing the same thing over and over. You're in a cycle. You're in a self-destructive pattern. Mm. Just do it. Just go for it. And I can remember making the decision in my mind that I was going to do it. And I signed up and a couple months later, I was in basic training. Wow. Wow. I think that speaks so much to just your personality, being unafraid to face your fears. One thing that stood out as I read through your bio was you took on some of the hardest training that the military has to offer. So super impressive. But I think it's that same energy you just described. You see the challenge. And at some point, you give yourself that pep talk, but you also have it in you to take action. Yeah, that's right. And sometimes you got to dig deep for that. Uh, it's easy, so easy to just want to go back to what's comfortable. But when you keep getting the same results and mm. they're not the results that you really want deep down in your heart and your soul, you know, you got to make a change. You've got to take action. Yeah, I like that. Now, when you do get to talk to individuals considering serving, even parents at times, where do you usually start in that conversation? Yeah, I go back to my experience and say, I was there. I struggled, didn't know what I wanted to do. I needed to improve. I was thinking about what can I do? I knew I needed to, I had a bad habit of starting something and not finishing it. Mm. And again, thank goodness I recognize that. And what I would tell anyone that was thinking about considering service is that you really need to know your options because I went in, I went into the recruiting office, not knowing what to expect, didn't really realize just how many jobs, just how many MOSs there were available. And it can be easy to go in and talk to a recruiter and think, yeah, this is it. This is what I want to do. So do, do that research up front. Think about some, taking some personality tests and know your strengths, know your weaknesses. Because when you go in and you start training for that MOS, you want to serve to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And the military can use your strengths and your skills to help provide a wonderful service and protection for our country. Yeah. So do that research up front. Yeah, I think that's very 
actionable. And I think without knowing, many of us skip that step because once we made the decision to do it, we don't want anything to slow down the momentum, but it's so necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you came up on your decision to transition, I just want you to collect that feeling, those thoughts, that decision. And when I ask one word answer, when I say military transitions, what would you say? I would say opportunities. Mm, I like that. Yeah, opportunities for sure. And to expand on that a little, I think it's really important for anyone transitioning out of the military to realize that you have a set of skills that range from the physical to the intellectual to the emotional that are highly sought after in the Mm -hmm. civilian world. There are an abundance of opportunities to continue on the path of self-improvement, to learn more skills and sharpen those that you've attained while in the military. It can be easy to normalize what you've been doing in the military. In other words, thinking, hey, this is just an average day for me. This isn't anything special. But when you get out in in the civilian world, it really is. Mm -hmm. Also, be ready to transform yourself and change your self-image. Because it can be easy, I think, to hang on to your military self. And that's Mm. okay. You don't want to completely just wipe that away. But be ready to change, reinvent yourself, transform. And I think that's important throughout your entire life. Because you really want to remember that when you entered the military, you had to change. Mm -hmm. And now when you're transitioning out, use that same energy to transform again. Yeah. Yeah. It really strikes me that what's echoed in the word opportunity and the story you shared is that you can just continually transform and transition and really touch on the best version of your life. And I think at times it's easy to get stuck, to find yourself in a role, in a career, and you don't really explore what's next. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell us a bit about what you do now and what attracted you to this work and how you continue to not only educate yourself, but put yourself out there and transform just like you asked us to do. Yeah, sure. That's great. I'm currently a quality manager at a manufacturing facility. And that's a good job because it's about looking at what the customer's needs are. It's about creating systems to protect the customer, try to deliver good parts consistently. It's about risk management. Mm -hmm. And it's about reducing variation. In other words, trying to get a consistent product out the door all the time. And I can remember going through air assault school and that was just a really, really stringent school. And you really had to pay attention to detail. Mm-hmm. I can remember, you know, we had to make sure that the, uh, the Humvee was prepared correctly for a drop. And there were so many minor details that had to be looked at. And so that can carry over into something like quality control. Mm -hmm. I'm also exploring acting. Mm -hmm. I currently have uh, the lead role in an independent movie. It's a lot of fun, and it's a creative outlet for me. Wow. Uh, I also owned a business for a little while. I sold one and closed the other down. Uh, It was a great experience. 
And if anybody has the chance to do it, I highly recommend it because that's a story of perseverance and uh, creativity in itself. <laughs> but in it, and in a way that I, I, I've been continuously improving myself is i am almost completed my doctorate in education, uh, which the focus is on organizational leadership. Wow. And I'm going to be defending my dissertation soon, and I'll be finished with that. Wow. I think you just really showcased everything you asked of the listeners. And I think you approached it in that same clear-headed way of make the decision, do your research, and then enjoy the journey. When did you learn to do that? There were moments along the way where... I would pick up bits and pieces of that. Uh, as an example, I will never forget this story. This was basic training. We had to throw the uh, the hook, you know, the, the, the three-pronged hook mm-hmm. up into like a two-story window. And then we had to, to climb the rope. We had to scale the wall up into the window. And at that time, I was really weak in the upper body. I had strong legs, but had weak arms, weak shoulders, and had a lot of trouble pulling my body weight. But I can remember being so nervous. Everybody was watching me, expecting me to, to complete this task. And I can remember getting about halfway up that wall and just my forearms were burning and I got stuck. I stopped and the, the drill sergeant had his head stuck out the window screaming at me. The members of my squad were down on the ground looking up at me, screaming at me. And I take a few more steps and I'm fro- I freeze. And at that point, the drill sergeant said, just private hunt, just go down, just go back down. And in that moment, in that moment, I said, you know what? I'm going to make it into that window or I'm going to, I'm going to be so depleted of energy that I'm just going to fall. I don't mm. care. I'm going to make it into that window. <laughs> and I, I don't know, but I, I dug deep and I pulled myself up and threw my foot up into that window and made it. And oh, wow. it was, yeah, that was a real turning point for me. And so those little things like that all add up to make your character what it is. Mm-hmm. And they're so important. Wow. I love that it was in a training environment because I think so many people – overlook how much personal takeaways you get from training and personal challenges in a controlled environment can bring the best out of us. I think at times we look for those big external transformational moments. And I think whether it's in basic training in pursuing your education, there's these opportunities to train even in business ownership that leave you with those tools that you can apply to every other area of life. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And that's transferable into something like goal setting. It's okay to set a big challenging goal, but at some point you're going to have to break it down into sub goals and tasks that you need to work on each and every day and you achieve a subtask, which gets you closer to the big task. And you got to have that long-term vision, that commitment, that perseverance and determination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Perseverance, determination. And what was the last one? Vision? Vision. Okay, got it. Okay, what 
military value would you say is at the forefront of everything that you get to do in your life right now? Determination. Okay. For sure. Determination. Yeah. So that saying, I'm going to give everything I have is what just disciplines you to be at the doctoral level, disciplined you in business where you were able to sell one of your companies and even discipline you to find that creative outlet in your acting. That's exactly right. Take acting, for example. I had to go to classes and workshops for two years before I got my first opportunity. Uh, You have to be prepared for a lot of no's and not let those setbacks and failures uh, stop you. Okay. Yeah, that just underscores what you shared about determination. Because for many, two years before seeing the fruits of the investment, many would not have continued on the journey. That's so true. I do. I think a lot of people give up and not necessarily because they have a character flaw, but sometimes it just gets really hard. It gets tough and it can weigh on you. And you can start thinking, well, I need to spend my time doing something else. Mm. And maybe that is the case. Sometimes we have to uh, think about our goals and make sure it's what we really want. Yeah. Yeah. I like how clear that is again, because I think without truly identifying what we should take off the table by keeping too much on the table, nothing transformational gets accomplished. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. We can spread ourselves so thin that we're only giving a small percentage of ourselves to each of those opportunities or, you know, what we have in our lives. And and yeah, I think it's important to focus on a narrow few and really give those all you have and drive forward. Yeah. Now in business, in your career, in education, I know you have a very unique perspective at how employers view the veterans community. Any insights for employers when approaching the veterans community? Yeah, I do. I have a recommendation and this can be applied to obviously anyone that's seeking an employment opportunity, but I really think it's important with veterans that employers take the time to truly understand their skill set. Uh, Like I said before, it's quite possible that a veteran has underrepresented their skills and abilities Mm. because they're used to performing at a high level each and every day, and they've normalized that. They'll say, hey, it's not a big deal. It's what I do. This isn't special. But really, it is. And if employers will take the time and understand their skill set, what their strengths are, what they can bring to that organization to help it get better, to help achieve you know, the organizational goals and the organizational vision. I think they'll find that in, in a, most cases, they've got a leader on their hands. Yeah. They just got to point them in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that you really touched on the incredible opportunity for employers to allow someone, a veteran, to learn, but also transition to lead. I've had experiences where in my work, someone would come in and they'd be so transformational. And then later on, I'd find out that they're a veteran. But you could tell in each encounter, in each program, in each training, that there was something about them that allowed them to lead in a more foundational way. 
Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because for sure, we nearly every task in the military is an opportunity to learn about leadership for sure. Yeah. Either you're put in a position to lead or you're following someone and you need to be analyzing what that leader is doing. Understand what you think they're doing well, where you think they might be able to improve and take on those characteristics that you like. Make them your own and put them to practice. Yeah, I like that. Now, more of the veterans service communities, like some of the amazing organizations out there, for example, Team Red, White, and Blue, Team Rubicon, just veteran support organizations. Would you have any tips for them in just taking their work to a higher level or helping them deepen community? Yeah, I would say one is find a way to become more visible. Mm. These organizations are definitely out there. And if you're a veteran and you're thinking about that support, uh, you're probably searching for it, and you may find it. But there's also a chance you don't even know they exist because mm. you, you've you got so many other things on your mind. You've got that transition going on. And I can personally remember that it took me several months, several months to actually feel comfortable as a civilian. Mm. I was so conditioned to do certain things that I kept doing them. And then I realized, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. And I don't have yeah. to feel like I'm doing something wrong by not doing that anymore. So I had to transition and, you know, this more relaxed atmosphere environment. The point is, is that you're thinking about all these things and in this transition process, and you may not realize that these support groups are out there. So I would recommend spending some time and effort to be highly visible making sure that you're reaching out to these veterans and let them know you're there because they need the support. A lot of these veterans would just love to be able to visit and spend some time talking with people that have been out for a while and share their experience and share their wisdom and guidance. That would help so much. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you put that. Just being able to connect, share, and I love how you challenge the organizations to get more visible because you're right. There's so much going on that maybe your flyer is the fifth in a pile. So they just never get to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I know as someone pursuing his doctorate, that reading has been a part of your journey in a very powerful way. Do you find any books in your journey from business to acting, even at the doctoral level, that just kept you grounded? What books are they? What training programs? Any specific topics there? Yeah, for sure. One of the most important skills that we can have is communication. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to think about Communication is just simply talking and listening. Mm. But we all know it goes much deeper than that. Listening is a skill all in its own. And it's easy for us to be thinking about what we're going to say next when we should be listening to the other person talking, what they're saying and understanding. With that said, there's a book 
that helped me so much. And it's called Difficult Conversations, How mm. to Discuss What Matters Most. That was written by Douglas Stone, Bruce Patton, and Sheila Heen. Yeah, in the military, there is a cultural norm or style of communicating. You know, it's very direct. Usually it's very direct. And people's rank and energy can come forth in their communication. Mm. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for sure. But we need to learn how to communicate in that civilian setting. Mm. And the book, Difficult Conversations, is really good because it can apply to family members uh, just as well as it can on the job. Right. And just a couple of points from that, you know, a difficult conversation is anything that we find hard to talk about. So we all have these conversations that we dread and find unpleasant. And I'll touch on one point. Uh, but the book is great. You need to read it. And they say there are three conversations going on simultaneously when, when we talk. There's the what happened conversation. Mm -hmm. There's the feelings conversation. Mm -hmm. And then there's the identity conversation. Mm. And to summarize, we can all make mistakes. We can all have complex intentions behind our actions. Yeah. And we may have contributed to the problem. And we can still be a competent and good person. Hmm. So they're not mutually exclusive and we can own it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to pick that up. Yeah. And that reminds me of, if I may, there's, I also have a personal philosophy that I would like to share. Mm -hmm. And this might help someone, but whenever I get a little down about something, whenever I'm worried or whenever I'm maybe feeling a little anxiety, I have a, an acronym that I, I remember that I created a few years ago, and it's called GRIP, G-R-I-P. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I get a GRIP, and the G stands for gratitude. Wow. And the R stands for responsibility, and the I stands for improve, and the P stands for positivity. Wow. And so to summarize, you know, we can always find something to be grateful for, even if we just slow down and take a deep breath. We can be thankful for that very breath that we just took. Mm -hmm. And gratitude can really help get us in a more positive state of mind. And I think it's important to take responsibility. I think sometimes people avoid taking responsibility because it's sometimes associated with blame and guilt. But by taking responsibility for our thoughts, feelings, actions, we're actually more empowered because we can focus on what we can change to make things better, which leads into improving. I think it's important to just constantly be trying to improve. But remember, it's just as important to have balance. Yeah. We can appreciate successes at hand while still trying to improve. And then positivity, positive mindset. Um, it doesn't mean that you avoid the bad things in life. It just means you tackle them with the expectations of a positive outcome. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to share that a little bit about my own personal philosophy. Wow. Get a grip. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Simple but executable, something you can really unpack and give yourself a pep talk in those tight moments. Yeah, that's okay. right. Now I'm challenged to ask for a parting piece of guidance, especially after you shared 
your grip philosophy. But if there was anything else, share some parting wisdom and where our listeners can connect with you online and follow your work. Yeah, sure. And this is pretty straightforward. When I completed my master's degree, I wrote a thesis on goal setting and I got some incredible results. And you can visit my website, richardleohunt.com. And I have a blog there. and I have a few blog posts, but actually I wrote one about those results. But if I could give the community, you know, a parting piece of guidance, it would be set believable, but difficult goals. Mm. Be very clear about them, write them down, and then make a plan of action and take the necessary steps to make those goals a reality. You'll be so surprised if you write those goals down, the impact that that has on, on our minds and how it affects our behaviors. Because if we believe it, we will find a way to make it happen. And if anyone ever wants to contact me, you know, they can email me at richard at richardleohunt.com. And I'd be glad to help them in any way that I can. Well, thank you for that. Let me ask this. Can our listeners learn more about your upcoming movie roles from your website as well? They sure can. I have a menu link up at the top. They can click on that and see some things I've done and see some pictures. And I've got a few projects coming up. So it's really exciting. It's a lot of fun. Wow. 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 Well, I'm excited for you. Congratulations on your dissertation and your upcoming defense. I think you really showcase from your life that you really believe what you outlined in your grip philosophy. And I think that veterans can just adapt some of those principles and really start the process of changing their lives. Yes. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. That kind of feedback really motivates me and keeps me going. I'm honored and humbled to be recognized by your organization as someone that, you know, that could help some newly separated veterans out there. It's, it's a great feeling and I really appreciate it. Well, Richard, thank you again for just agreeing to share your expertise on the show. I know you're super busy, but you took the time to give back. So we really appreciate that. You got it. 